on the dishes didn't get done either. <laughs> I'm posting this a little bit late. Monday, February 21st, 2022. I'm Steven Sierski. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for finding this here audio blog. Uh, this is where I sort of do the daily musings of an expat here in Beijing, China. It's where I'm living right now at the moment. Uh, and yeah, so the big, I didn't notice, Olympics are now over. Uh, officially, at least the uh, uh, Olympics, the, the regular Olympics that people refer to, we still have the Paralympics in town uh, starting March 4th. So Friday, March 4th, that's going to be for another couple of weeks. I was kind of wondering, because Beijing's spring is very, very quick. Um, the winter can be a little bit drawn out, uh, only because it gets windy. And this year we had um, snow, like actual snow, for the first time in a long time. Since 2013, I was told, basically, that since that much snow has actually fallen uh, and stayed in Beijing, in the city. Uh, so what the temperature is going to be like throughout the month of March uh, during the Paralympics, I'm not entirely sure. Although I'm not sure if they're going to be using all of the same facilities. So that would sort of be, uh, I guess, the the big questions. Like, I know there's there are fewer sports involved and far fewer athletes. There's only 600 athletes, I think, or so. Uh, the reason I'm talking about this is because I was looking up like uh, where the next couple of Olympics are, and it actually seems as if um, the Olympics are transitioning or moving from like the eastern part of the far eastern part of the world, which you know East Asia, uh, and these this sort of area into more of Europe and then the Middle East as well. Twenty twenty four is in Paris. Twenty twenty six Winter Olympics uh, Olympics are in Milano, uh, Cortina. I've never heard of Cortina, but Milano, uh, Milan. Yeah, heard of that. So kind of neat. Um, and yeah, I'm not going to lie. Oh, I guess the 2030 Olympics. I think the bid is between like the, a joint effort between Korea and Japan, which would be kind of neat. It would bring it back to Asia, of course. Um, but yeah, it's like down to Brisbane. And then is there a South American country getting it as well? The Summer Olympics? I can't remember. Uh, Los Angeles is getting it 2028, I think. Right. So uh, that's the Summer Olympics. Just sort of planning my uh, possible living scenarios over the next decade or so. Uh, I know that I've, I've talked a lot about uh, going to the Middle East. Again, with the uh, the plans to do the Delta Certificate, which I spent most of the weekend reading up on and reading through some of the uh, recommended, re the essential reading, I should say. There's two types. There's essential reading and then recommended reading. Uh, and so I've been looking for used copies of some of those books uh, through the secondhand shops. There's got to be something here, uh, just because I know I, I know of enough people who've taken these modules that uh, and enough people have left the country. <laughs> There's got to be something left around, right? Uh, but uh, so this certificate, this diploma, uh, is going to would help me move into other places like the Middle East and then um, Europe. I was talking to another guy on the weekend. It doesn't seem like there's much. You'd go there for the lifestyle, uh, but you wouldn't be going there for the paycheck, basically. It'd be nice to, and you'd have to cobble together so many different jobs that it almost, like if you want peace of mind in terms of like spending more time on producing quality teaching content rather than marketing yourself and trying to find clients, uh, I mean, Europe is not going to be for you. Uh, so it's it's an idea and certainly not something that has to be done uh, super fast. And I was thinking about this because, you know, I'm getting this little bit of an anxious knot in my chest going, oh, I got to get this all done. I got to get this all done. You know, doing the Delta, 
Uh, and then I've got these projects that I do on my own here, like March Motion is coming up, which I have yet to write the blog post for because I've been reading about the Delta. Uh, then April After Effects, and then maybe Make Your Movie in May. And then in the summer, I, I'm thinking I might return to uh, doing a little bit more programming and stuff like that to help build out this chatbot that I've been thinking about doing um, to, to help supplement my own uh, instruction. So with all of that, it's like, you know, you start feeling a little bit anxious of just how much can I get done? How much uh, time do I have? What are my abilities? Uh, am I able to do this all on my own? What could I outsource to other people? And the issue with outsourcing any part of this to another person is simply the fact that they're not going to do it the way that I think it's got to be done, the way that I want it to be done, because they, they're not me. Uh, they When they encounter a problem, they'll solve it the way that they know it, but it might not be what uh, I need to happen in that situation. All that being said, it's not like I would, uh, that, it's not, I'm not against hiring someone to do some of the work, but honestly, at the ground level, the, you know, at the beginning stages, if I'm not doing the work, how do I expect someone else to know what to do if I don't know what I'm doing, right? So that's what I'm building up on right now. Uh, hence the idea for the uh, the diploma, hence the, the, the chatbot idea, building it on my own, at least the first run, uh, and then, you know, building it out from there. So it's a... It, as far as I can tell, uh, it's going to be a packed year in terms of projects, should everything go all right, uh, barring any unforeseen, circum unforeseen circumstances, of course. Uh, and even if, you know, Russia chooses to invade Ukraine again or not, uh, I mean, that is, would that set off another series of events that would sort of disrupt uh, things as they are, like the, the world economy? I don't know. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I, I read foreign affairs, and there was a good article recently about uh, after the attack, like if Russia actually invades Ukraine, what could happen? There's possible scenarios, and it was interesting because he, he, they did flush out. I mean, he could attack, he could not attack, or he could just sit there. I mean, <laughs> those are your three options basically. Uh, and if he attacks, how far does he go? Does he uh, just take the uh, the southern portion of Ukraine, uh, which would give him the the pipelines and all that stuff and access to the sea? Uh, does he go for the capital and destroy all the uh, cultural artifacts that make Ukrainian, like, you know, feel Ukrainian culture? Or does he just sit there and, uh, you know, uh, does the Russian government in Moscow recognize the breakaway states in Ukraine as legitimate republics of the Russian Federation, which would mean that they're there, they occupy it, but they don't have to do anything more because if they've already recognized them as being part of Russia regardless of what the West actually agrees with, I mean, Russia, the Federation, considers it's part of, part of themselves. So all that being said, that sort of issue, this geopolitical um, going back and forth, is one of these things that, you know, could, could it disrupt uh, some of my plans? Could it disrupt, how much could it disrupt it? How much uh, would it affect me here in China? Would it affect me leaving China? Right. So, and these things, I mean, some people wonder why I comment on these things and I go, well, I do watch these things because if, if China isn't home and let's face it, China does not like to be named in a lot of newspapers. I mean, it likes to be sort of, don't talk about what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're, we have a plan and we'd just like to get it done, please. Uh, so, but these, these influences, you know, it's it starts to affect where you're able to work and where you're not able to work. Yeah, of course, I can go back to Canada. Uh, why not? I mean, one of the issues with going back to Canada is that it would be similar to Europe, where in 
you'd be you'd either go for a university job and being an instructor at a university level or you'd have to cobble together so many different sources of clients that um, you're going to spend a lot of time marketing your fee is going to be super high and let's face it you're probably going to have to find uh, a regular job as well like a regular job like part-time even in the office so i mean it doesn't it doesn't sound as attractive as a, of a life as uh going somewhere else quote unquote overseas overseas from uh, from canada let's put it that way so this has been on my radar all week watching uh the olympics uh them close down over the week it's kind of neat actually the uh the closing ceremonies last night uh, they i guess the uh i didn't i didn't think that the Olympic flame could be extinguished. I thought it had to be passed off, but uh, I'm not sure about that. Because when do they relight it? I guess is my question. So if they're gonna, do they relight it from Olympia, like from Greece, and then like run it over to wherever it needs to go, sort of thing, or and that's why it gets ex- extinguished at the end of uh, at the closing ceremonies. Uh, just that question went into my mind. The thing I found neat was that they, um, I didn't realize this before, but they played the um, national anthem of Greece. And I thought that was kind of neat. And I was, I kind of got the thought, I'm like, that's, that's kind of what like China would like to happen, you know, thousands of years from now, they would like to set up an institution. I mean, probably the United States would love this too. You know, um, they would like to set up some sort of cultural institution that thrives throughout time that it just goes on for so long that in a thousand years two thousand years five thousand years from now people are going to when they do whatever that thing is they will pay allegiance not necessarily pay but you know give allegiance to uh uh some of the um the cultural forebears uh, the people who instituted that so many years ago and i, and I have no idea what it would be i mean um any number of things i mean <laughs> Good AI? Could it be AI? You know, <laughs> something like that. AI is a huge topic here in China, uh, and uh, a lot of people involved in it. Matter of fact, if you're looking for a job, if you're schooled in AI or computer science or engineering or anything like that, I mean, China seems to be the place. It's like AI is the new ESL. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I mean, if I was sort of talking to a young person today and they had if if they actually had the choice between arts and sciences or something along those lines, even if they're an artist, because it's not saying that arts students can't figure out uh, science and science can't be artsy uh, arts in terms of like the, you know, humanities and things like that. Um, yeah. I, AI or programming, a lot of that, it's gotten a lot easier to learn, but the really cool stuff that you're working on, I mean, I mean, China is sort of, uh, pushing ahead with it no matter what. Like, and they're just going, we're going to do this, which is kind of neat because I was looking at my uh, Xiaomi Air filter and the only modification that I would do to this thing, it's fantastic air filter. It's greatly improved my life, my apartment life. I had this thing at night and I'll tell you, before I was complaining about not being able to breathe, this thing has changed it. So it's the air quality in the room. I have this thing on all night and I wake up can breathe perfectly. It's fantastic. The only change I would make, put little wheels on the bottom. Put little wheels on the bottom that you control by Bluetooth. The same way that I can turn it on and off with Bluetooth. Schedule it. Bluetooth. What if there was a little set of wheels 
that you could move the thing. Now, the, the issue with that is that it is, uh, uh, it's plugged into the wall. Now, to fix that, well, what if it was also a vacuum cleaner? A RoboVac, right? Something like that, where it has a base station it could go back into. Or, even still, I mean, wireless charging would be out of the question just uh, for, for now, but something along those lines where you could, and that would be your little robot. <laughs> my little R2-D2 in my uh, my apartment would be my air filter uh, that can move, you know, a couple inches uh, by Bluetooth. So I don't have to get up and go, ah, you know what, it'd be better if it was just over there. So I didn't have to get up and, so I didn't have to, you know, hold the TV remote up in this angle to to change the channel or so I could see my clock, which I re- it really bothers me when I can't see the clock. I, I don't know why, it just, it just does. The only other thing that I was uh, working on today, didn't get much Chinese done too bad, uh, I did manage to update the uh, website a little bit, uh, so there's a couple episodes I hadn't published just yet, but uh, uh, the audio blog is fully updated now, and if you haven't had a chance, uh, the latest episode of my big cast, my big podcast, uh, Stephen Sersky Podcast, episode number 28, so it's SSP28, is available on my website for download, stephensersky.com. You can find that, you can download it, or stream it on my website. Both are okay. I've also put it up on the Anchor.fm link, so there's the, uh, you can stream it through there, and that's also available through Spotify. People were requesting it uh, to uh, to be made available on a few more platforms, so it's up there. And of course, you can also find my podcast on Google Podcasts. You can search for me there, and it should show up. I've got thinking this morning. It's a bit rough Monday morning, and it wasn't rough because I was like hungover or anything no actually i haven't been i haven't drank since wednesday that's that's not really an accomplishment is it it's been three or four days since i've had a beer um and i'm not missing it to tell you the truth i do feel a whole lot better when i don't drink uh but these monday mornings i mentioned last week about the shifting the time of the workouts and i got thinking you know one of the reasons why it's hard to get going in the morning on mondays is because my Monday workout was typically very intense. Like it, it required. Now I'm doing a four mile run, and then I do some club, uh, like steel club exercises as well. Uh, it's tough to be thinking about this on Sunday night, right? So like Tuesday night, Thursday night, I'm thinking about the the morning afters workout. So Monday, Wednesday morning, I gotta have this ready to go. Friday morning, I have ready this go, uh, and I, I know what the workouts are going to be. Monday, I know I have the workout, but Sunday nights, I don't, I'm not thinking, I'm not trying to motivate myself for working out at all. Now, now could I change that? How could I change that? Uh, do I want to change that is another question. Or do I simply shift? Do I push back my morning workouts to like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock? I mean, I'd still be sort of in that fasted state, you know, because I, I try to stop eating a little bit earlier in the evening now. Um, with the idea to give my body more time to digest everything. And then in the morning, on Mondays specifically, since I'm not, I, I don't work Mondays, um, I can push it a little bit later, take my time, and not feel so obligated to get up at you know, 5.30, 5.45, 6 o'clock. Because right? it's, it's just a drag. It really is it's difficult to get out uh, on a Monday morning. Um, and given the circumstances, I'm like, you know, What's your rush on Monday? If your rush is just to get it done, why don't you just push it off by half an hour? And then that way, if when you do it, 
you feel a whole lot more motivated to get it done and your the workout is a lot more effective. Like, and I've noticed this, I don't know about you guys uh, in your workouts, but if you don't feel motivated to get your workout done, then it becomes a little bit more of a slog and you don't put in your best work. Not only that, I've no, I'm thinking about how much sleep I get. And typically on a Sunday night to Monday morning, that's when I get like my most amount of sleep aside from uh, Saturday nights, you know, because I don't go out anymore, uh, at least not on Saturdays. Uh, Saturday to Sunday, I get a lot of sleep. Sunday to Monday, I get a lot of sleep. So I'm very well rested. But the rest of the week, I mean, it's like six hours of sleep typically. So um, I was thinking about this going, you know, is it maybe, is that part of the process? Is that part of the problem where I'm not feeling as motivated uh, on Mondays is because I am sleeping too much. <laughs> um, and, you know, if I get seven hours of sleep on from Sunday to Monday, and then I would be able to hit that workout really hard, you know, starting at, you know, 6.30 instead of trying to get it, you know, get it done by 6.45 sort of thing. So 6.30 or 7 o'clock, uh, go for my workout. But I'll tell you, it, it's a wonderful thing to have finished a workout before or as the sun is rising. I think that is the biggest accomplishment. Uh, like, I don't make my bed up. I don't think that's a very... I've never been on board with that idea. Like, the make your bed first thing in the morning. I'm like, ah, no, I want to... No. <laughs> I want to always be prepared for me just to go back to bed sort of thing. Um, I understand the idea of, you know, the discipline of getting up and doing one thing to make sure that, like, mentally you're... You have accomplished something that day, but with the workouts for me, it is. And now the sun is getting up even earlier; like it's bright by seven o'clock in the morning, right? Uh, so it is like it's it's nice that way. It's still a bit cold to motivate me to really go outside and start running all the time, uh, but certainly, you know, as the sun gets up earlier, the sun rises a little bit earlier trying to beat the sunrise with my workout like to, to actually get it done before the sun is fully up that's I mean it gives you so much more time in the day it, your 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 mental clarity I found that my mental clarity that you know once the sun is up I can get on with my day I can start calling people or if not that I do but you can go places and you can the the world is a little bit more alive a little bit more awake Whereas if you push off your workout into even late morning or in the afternoon, late afternoon I found was pretty good, but for time uh, reasons I wasn't, I'm not always able to get it done. So and that was the problem is that you always push it off, push it off, push it off. Whereas in the morning you get it up, uh, 5:30, 6 o'clock you get going, and as the sun sun is finally peeking out and you know enlightening our day, you're finishing your workout. You have your shower, you grab your coffee and get going, right? The only other change I would make is if I could get into the habit of making like eight, ten shots of espresso on Sunday and then just putting that in the fridge and then that way I could pour little bits of espresso into a cup every morning, heat up some water and boil it that way. No, not boil it, like heat it up that way. That would be the only other change I could think of making my morning workout any easier. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm just looking here. Uh, what was it? Uh, Olympics, since they are over. What was the final medal count uh, for everything? It was 
Norway was first. They did really well. And then who else? One second here. Let's see. Oh, there we go. We have uh, uh, Germany. Then we have China with nine gold medals. The United States with eight gold medals. So China is number three. China, the United States is number four. Thanks to the participation of, <laughs> I'm guessing that's going to be Eileen Gu, who uh, went uh, with the Chinese national team instead of the United States national team. Then Sweden is number five. Canada, where are you? You're way down there. You, Canada did actually pretty well uh, in terms of um, uh, their their medal count. They got like 25 medals or something. But it was, they just got, we, we, we got so many bronze medals that it, it, it was, uh, uh, it puts us further down in the ranking because the golds sort of count for the most silver next. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the bronze. But uh, looking at what we are number, ooh, good question. Is it number way down there? Ooh, number 11. There we go. So we got four golds, eight silvers, 14 bronze, 26 total medals, which is a, uh, more than the United States. <laughs> uh, but that puts us uh, in 11th place. So what is it? Order by total. Oh, there you go. You can do that. So we are fourth by total number of medals. Yay! <laughs> so it just matters how you sort of swing the statistics. This reminds me of the Donovan Bailey. Uh, and who was the other guy? Ah, uh, the other... Donovan Bailey was the Canadian runner. And who was the... American runner where the, it was like because Donovan Bailey was first in 100 and then the American guy was first in 200 the Americans argued by fact he the American guy was actually faster because if you divided the number it was just like are you kidding me <laughs> so here we go Canada although they're 11th uh in terms of order by golds uh in terms of order by total they are fourth place. Yay, Canada. Norway being first, Russia uh, second, Germany third. and then, So Canada is fourth. United States would be fifth. And that would also put China way down in 11th place uh, if you order by total. Anyway, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I know the Olympics are over. The city didn't really notice, to tell you the truth. Show notes and tracks up on my website. Thanks for listening. Uh, and of course, uh, episode number 28 of my podcast is also available on my website. You can go up there, have a listen. It's only two hours long, a two-hour conversation with uh, writer and comedian Donnie Fan. Check that out. Folks, again, thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.